y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Golink Show. My name is Ben. I am the founder of Golink. Golink is a brand providing growth junkies with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. So if you're looking to grow, if you're looking to develop consistently and challenge yourself, you are in the right place. All these challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself. So kick back and watch me take on these challenges or you can join me. So go film yourself doing these challenges and I encourage every one of you to do them. So catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through it? What role do motivation, discipline, failure, and a lot of other things play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show. Thanks for tuning in. We got a dope guest this week. His name is Charles Russ. He's a father, a registered financial advisor, co-owner of Catalyst, which is a gym in Greenville, South Carolina. He served in the military, graduated from West Point. He's an entrepreneur and just one fashionable dude. He's always looking good. And he's someone that I look up to and I admire his discipline and you will see why after this interview. We talk about what he's learned from a 40 day fast of no flour, no alcohol, and a lot of other things that he cut out of his diet. We talk about negative celebrations like celebrating with alcohol or cake and ice cream. We talk about the six pillars of his life and they all start with the letter F This is critical and it's throughout the entire show. The challenges and the joy of being a father. So what he teaches his sons about relationship and finances and why we need to seek challenges and face them head on. This is a great interview. I laughed quite a bit through it and even listening back to it is really entertaining, great content. He is a wizard with finances. Check him out at raxis.com. That's his website. That's r-axis. A-X-I-S.com. Charles Russ, let's go. What up, fam? Yeah. Oh, that was good, dude. Getting up in there. All right, man. Charles, welcome to the Golink Show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you for having me. Technically, this is your <laughs> this is your second time, but people will only hear this one interview. And that's the first question I want to ask you. Last week we did an interview and we felt like it wasn't good enough. And I admire and respect that you wanted to do this again. So why do you feel that way? Well, last week I was dying. I mean, <laughs> I was like dying. I had had the world's longest day. I almost wanted to cancel, but I was like, nope, can't cancel on your boy. So let's do mm-hmm. it. But I always say don't do anything halfway. I don't technically say halfway. Uh, you know what I would say, but you know, I felt <laughs> like I didn't give it my max effort. Um, just like I sent you that Monday text. Yep. Uh, I said, even if you're just going to kick somebody in the balls, you kick the crap out of those balls. <laughs> so uh, you do everything, you know, everything you do, you do all the way. Because how you do, I do mm-hmm. believe how you do anything is how you do everything. Boom. Yeah, dude. Like, for real. And I, I'm totally down for it because, again, yeah, like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, so when we first, we first went out to lunch, like, uh, probably a month or so ago, maybe more than that. And... The, I think my fourth day in Greenville, I saw you speak at a networking event called GVL Hustle. So that was where I first was exposed to the magic of Charles. Hey. <laughs> and I was like, dang, this dude is really cool. And I asked a question to the panel that you were on, and I thought your answer was the best that we've talked about. It was, kind of, it, it was about balance um, and priorities. And I was like, okay, like, I think I can vibe with this guy. So went to lunch and I actually know exactly it was about probably 30 days ago. Cause what is today? Today is day 40 of my fast. Yes. Uh, at midnight it is over and I can eat whatever I want. (laughs) So why are you fasting? Uh, It was a church fast. Um, I'm not Catholic, but it was kind of, I guess a Lent ish type fast. My, uh, my pastor sent it out to do it, and it it had some 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 of it I would consider very healthy. Uh, it took away some of my favorite things, but it mm-hmm. also you know depriving yourself of something just because yeah. you you feel like you need it just has it it provides mental clarity. It shows mm-hmm. you that that you don't need all of these things, all these niceties, all this easy stuff, and it just makes you mentally tougher. I mean, a lot of guys right now are on that David Goggins kick, and, yeah. and you talk about becoming mentally tough, the whole cold shower thing. 
Well, taking stuff away from yourself for 40 days, it's, it's a little rough sometimes, but it, it's mm-hmm. totally worth it. You know, I, I see the benefits uh, and, and I feel great. Do you have any, have you had any like reflections or is it just like physical things that you've noticed? It's also reflections. Um, mm-hmm. So for instance, I found out that, that uh, it was, we were simply doing a modified fast. So it was bread, not flour. Mm-hmm. And so I took that opportunity and ate some tortillas. Uh, <laughs> hey man, you gotta, you know, yeah. and, and at that point I was like, well, it's okay. Cause my girlfriend wanted to go to tacos and tequila. Mm-hmm. Now I can't have red meat. And I can't have alcohol. And if I can't have tortillas, man, I, I'm kind of like dead in the water. So I'm like, man, I'm about to pay $50 to go to this thing and have nothing. And it just happened that I had that conversation with my pastor and I could have tortillas. And I was like, oh, well, then you'll eat tacos. But I literally got mad at myself the next day. Huh. Because I was mad at, because I was doing flour, no flour, which actually is very, it's, to me, it's very healthy to do no, you know, no wheat, white flour. Mm-hmm. Um and because I had a little opening, I softened and took it. You know, I took advantage mm. of it. And that's going to stick with me for a while because I, I, I could do it. I could have done. How long ago was that? Uh, about a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely, well, two Sundays ago. So it wasn't this past Sunday. It was Sunday before. Um, so I definitely could have gone the, the whole 40 days and I didn't. And for what? Because somebody said, oh, no, it's okay. You know, I mean, that that applies to business life. Anything. Somebody can tell you that Mm. slacking is okay all the time. Oh, it's okay. You need to rest. You need to lay down. You know, no, you need to take a day off. And yet there are times you need to take a day off. Mm -hmm. But do you really need it? Or are you just taking it because now someone is giving you an out? So that that's going to lay on me a little bit. But, you know, shake it off, get better. Right. Yeah, that's okay. That's interesting. And so what are your thoughts on? So this is the 40th day, which I'm stoked that I'm here for the 40th day. To you know, just because it's, it's a special moment for me as cheering you on, I guess. Yeah, you were but, the first person that experienced one of those weird meals when I didn't yeah. eat when I didn't eat that pasta with those turkey meatballs. That was uh, uh, interesting because I didn't know, man. It said turkey meatballs, and it comes out on this big plate of pasta. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. Uh, and then you didn't eat it, but that's the kind of discipline. Where does your discipline come from, like that? Like, I've. Like, it's so easy for me and a lots of other people. Like, okay, I ordered this. It's not what I thought. I'm just going to eat it so I don't waste money. It's not that big of a deal. Um, For me, man, discipline comes from my desire. Uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't want something and want things and, and want to do things and want to be great and want to do great things for other people. You know, that's so much that, you know, the, the expansive nature of it can literally make your brain hurt. So if you don't have discipline, you'll never get it. You know, we're all we're all on a timetable, man. So I only got so much time to to get everything that I want to get done done. And I know that I can't accomplish that without discipline. So mm-hmm. enforcing and practicing discipline, a fast, um, helps me train. It's like training myself. So then when I had the flower, it was like I failed myself at my training just mm-hmm. for a little, you know, a little a little leeway that someone that doesn't me. really like it's not like you're like woo like that was awesome yeah you know? it wasn't you know uh-huh. it wasn't even worth it no it was worth it to hang out with my girl but dude yeah. i, I could have just went and just hang out and, and drank my water and <laughs> there was a few hard shell yeah. corn tacos there that i could have just eaten a few of those yeah. but i just gave myself an excuse and that's mm. that's a lesson for myself it's like dude don't you can't do that you can't mm. live like that and be successful You'll never get to your full potential if you roll that way. What are your thoughts on celebrating? And because you kind of talked about not necessarily taking it easy on yourself, like sometimes you do, but what's your relationship with just celebrating or fun or like relaxing? Fun is important, man. Fun is important. Um, you know, everybody has that life breakdown. And mine, I use six. I have six categories I use. And the sixth one is fun. It, it's literally planned time to relax, to take a break, to do something with a loved one that you enjoy doing, and to do stuff that you enjoy doing. I mean, why are we living this life to, to, you know, if we don't ever get to do those things that we truly enjoy? But I do believe in celebrating small victories. Mm-hmm. You should get to celebrate. You should get to be happy. Um, but I, one thing that I've gone away from is negative celebration. What is that? Uh, people celebrate with bad things. You know, it's uh-huh. like it's like a cheat meal. 
Cheat meals are like the worst thing in the existence of dieting. You're rewarding yourself with a thing that you should not have. Hmm. So you're, you're basically making that positive to you in the long run. Hmm. It's like, why do we celebrate everything with alcohol? It puts alcohol in a massively positive light. Hmm. So if every time I do great, I want cake. But cake is horrible for me. Yeah. But now what's my, what's, see, but when I said cake, you smiled. So what's huh. your association with cake? <laughs> it's a negative celebration. So I'm going to do something bad to myself huh. to celebrate the goal that I just hit. That's fascinating. I'm trying to think about that like as a society. I've never thought about this before. Why, why do we do that? Like I'll have to think about this after, but why do you, like, where does that stem from? I think some of it is the deprivation of things, you know, the, the, and it's literally a association. Um, if, you can, if you can change an association with something, then you can change your desire for it. Uh, for example, I remember the first time I stopped eating uh, greasy food, like when I first got into dieting. Like mm-hmm. I was lifted, but I got into dieting. And then I went and I think I got a, a cheeseburger from some fast food place, and I was literally sick. Mm-hmm. Like I was sick, and now that's my association with that. Ooh. So I don't, I don't crave it. I don't want it. Like, uh, you know, I was like, I'll cook my own burgers without all that grease. I don't want it. Um, once you can establish those types of associations, I mean, if I eat, if I don't eat an apple for two years and I eat an apple, I'm not going to get sick. <laughs> Try not eating some grease for, for yeah. two years and then slap some in your stomach and see how that does you. That's interesting. So what do you do then? So, so we'll go back to the celebrating small wins, but how do you celebrate like major victories, like, so you're finishing not with Lent, but with your fast for the 40 days. So like, what's your mindset of how are you, Charles, going to say, I'm proud of myself. Good job, sir. I'm going to keep doing about 70% of it. That's how, um, mm. cause I did myself a favor. Like dude, not, I tell all my friends, for instance, with the no alcohol for 40 days, I tell all my friends, you should do 30 days, no alcohol twice a year. Well, yeah, it's funny because it just clicked. We, it's perceived that we're depriving yourself of something that it's exactly that it's painful, that it sucks, that it's not normal. It's not what we shouldn't do. So yeah, dude, you deserve to go get drunk or whatever. Deserve to give yourself a hangover and be sick and reduce your performance for the next two or three days. That's what you deserve. But you've given yourself something greater. Yes. You know, so like, that's cool. Like for me, like I, I mean, I'm gonna let some things back in because I, I like the taste of candy. Like I've told you, yeah. gummy bears, gummy candy. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're sending stuff to Ben and you want to throw me back <laughs> gummy bears up in that piece, yeah, yeah. I'd appreciate it. Um, but like that's my so I will allow myself some back in my diet, but I'm literally gonna try to keep it to two nights a week max. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's just something that I've thought about. And then with the flour, I'm staying away from it. And and I've told you, it's brought me back to some dietary things that I used to do when I was in like the best shape of my life. I'm like, dude, why, why'd you ever stop? Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and lim- mitigating the alcohol, like definitely no alcohol during the week uh, for, you know, as, as long as I can hold, hold that. And, and I'm sure what typically happens is you fall off the wagon a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. but I feel like by the time I'm off the wagon, it'll be time to do 30 days again, you know? And that's a big factor too, with, with the amount of social drinking a lot of people do and you're at 5 million networking events. Yeah. I feel like you have to make sure alcohol knows you're in control of it and it's not in control of you. That's Boom, that's dude. a big deal for me. I agree with that entirely. And it's funny. We've talked about like the social media fast. I just finished a, not as long, but a two week social media fast. And that's exactly why I did it is to make sure I was in control of technology. Not that I was leaning on it and just automatically going to it when I was bored. So that's essentially why I did it to make sure, okay, I'm in control. And that's why I think is the benefit from any type of just saying, okay, food is, might be in in more control of me than I want it to be or whatever it may be. So I think that's, that's huge. Um, so how do you celebrate small wins like along the way? Dude, it can be. Uh, I'm not a big celebrator because I just my 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 brain is it's locked in on something else. But I you do, enjoy the hustle though. Yeah, it's I don't know it like I almost get jittery when I sit down too long. I'm like I need to be doing something. There's stuff I could be doing, yeah. but I enjoy it. 
like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, and everybody does not, especially if you're you're not blessed enough to be in a work situation that you enjoy. Yep. Uh, you do need to separate. Like, go on a trip, man. Take your go somewhere. If if your goal is to get out of debt and you're in ten thousand dollars of debt, well, when you get to five thousand, allow yourself some leeway. Go somewhere. Do something. Mm-hmm. Take hey, that, congratulations. We did that. We did well. Mm-hmm. Go do something you enjoy doing. Buy yourself something you like. Um. If you've always wanted that big screen TV that's fifteen hundred bucks, well, get your debt down to three thousand, and then say, okay, well, I'll get the TV. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to choke it all the way down. We're not we're not wired like that just to just run into brick walls over and over and over. That's not it's not the way we're designed. That's not the way we think. Find something you enjoy and do that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, like I said, we we just associate it with we associate celebration with bad things, um, that's so interesting. things that aren't healthy. And I've you know, and I, I've tried to explain that to people, and it, to me, it's a simple concept of what we've done. A much harder concept to change it, but for some people, it doesn't even click. They're like, "Why mm-hmm. shouldn't I have a drink?" I'm like, "Are you really here? Are you hearing what you're saying to yourself, or why shouldn't I have this this cheat meal to celebrate?" I'm like, "I literally will get sick eating these foods that you're talking about. Like, my stomach's gonna hurt. I'm gonna want to go to sleep. Is that really enjoyment? Is that the mm-hmm. is that the happy part of life? Is that celebration?" It's almost like you're punishing yourself <laughs> for getting somewhere. That's so interesting. I know it's hard for me to get away from this because I love this concept of what you just said. It's almost like punishing yourself. Like, so in general, like, why do you, like, if it's going to make you sick to drink, like, why are you going to still drink on the weekends? I have no idea. Huh. Uh, there is some, and it's just scientific fact. There's some social lubrication, especially for those who are socially <laughs> awkward, yeah. uh, and aren't really comfortable talking to people and things like that. Uh, you know, and there's some, there, there is some, there's even some positive health benefits to a glass of red wine. Uh, but you could just have an orange or yeah, you, grapes you, instead, you know? You know, and I'm not, and you know, and I'm yeah. not a teetotaler, man. You know, I drink, I do, I yeah. drink, I have a few drinks, but having reset my system mm. um and reset my bank account because i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling yeah, you dr- drinking nights are expensive nights um mm-hmm. it, it can stack up quick so uh we're just making sure that that i'm in control of it you yeah. know and all and you know it's all it's always been said everything in moderation um i just think we forget what moderation means and a big part of that can be brought back to celebration you're gonna have a party a party is cake ice cream and alcohol what should we bring to parties instead? Look, man, I got this. I got this thing of mixed nuts over here. <laughs> I got a couple bananas. Let's go. Let's Look, get crazy, man. If, if you've never had it, yeah, let's pop some banana peels, yeah, bro. I'm trying to tell you, if you've never had it, get some apricots, <laughs> some dried apricots, and some nuts. Well, I'm trying to tell you how to live up nuts. here, man. I'm trying to teach you how to live, man. It's, <laughs> it's delicious. It's That's delicious. Funny, uh, but no, man. Like I said, do stuff you enjoy, man. So, what do you want? When's your birthday? October twenty third. Okay, what do you want for your birthday? Instead of uh, a, what, instead of a cake, what are we getting you? I might pop a charity off, man. Like I see people doing oh. that on Facebook, but instead of charity, it yeah. sounded like something else for a sec. But uh. we won't go. Oh, <laughs> pop a charity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make sure, <laughs> Mike, check. Make sure everybody can hear me. My bad, player. My bad. Um, but yeah, no, just uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm not a big birthday guy for me. Mm-hmm. I, it's another day. I'm Another glad, day. glad I'm still here. Glad I'm still kicking. Glad I'm doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other people, if they're if they're in the holidays, I think the birthday is the one you celebrate. Not a fan of Valentine's Day. You know, it's commercial. Dude, this is interesting. Okay, is wh- is that why? Because it's commercial. Yeah, it's not even a real holiday. It's not anything. It's like, we're going to sell these flowers. <laughs> That's it, man. Buy some chocolate, pill. <laughs> but what? <laughs> Why? I so, assume you just like, you should do that every day, every week. Instead yeah, of one you day. should, man. You should, or or if you and your girl, if you and your girl have it together, yeah. you open a savings account. And you put money in that savings account on holidays Dude. and on special days. And then when your savings account gets to $2,000, you go on a trip. Or when you set that target, when you get enough money in that account, you go on a trip. Instead of giving you something trivial that the universe has said, oh, this is important. You need flowers for your man. For what? Your flowers outside, player. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I, look. Hey, baby, I love you. You hey, know, no, I buy you. I do buy you flowers and chocolate because I know that's what you want. But yeah. you also know how I feel. <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's interesting. So, you said open a bank account. So, like, if two, if a couple, I like this kind of idea. Like, I'm similar to you. I'm not sure if this would fly 
with uh, the other halves of relationships out there, but open a bank account and instead of spending money on those gifts, put it in the bank account and go on something bigger like a trip later. I love that idea. I'm not sure if it's going to fly, but I love it. Hey, you heard it here first, <laughs> right here on Gold Link, baby. <laughs> Y'all better get your money right. <laughs> get your money right. Um, so you have, you said six, right? You have six pillars, or is it seven? Uh, six. Six. So you have six values, six pillars. What are those? I know they all start with an F. Uh, the first one being faith. Um, if you're in, you know, because that should be like the foundation, the base of what you're doing. In all faiths, that's what's taught. It doesn't matter what your faith is as far as you know, that should be your foundation and kind of your direction for what you're doing. If you're not religious, then I call it foundation. What? Why do you mm. do what you do? Why do you? Why are you going forward every day? Uh, next, I have um, fitness, and I'm saying in order this time. And fitness, uh, that's the health version because I'm also talking about mental, spiritual, and physical, not just oh, I go work out, which is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people underestimate the importance of physical health because it ties into everything else. Uh, there's a reason that the people at your job offer you money or a gym membership, or or say you get X number of dollars towards your health insurance if you go to the gym three days a week and, and check in. They're not doing that because they love you. They're doing it because it's a fact that they will get better performance from you when you're healthy. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to do that for you, why wouldn't you do it for yourself? And mental health is huge. I mean, we all know people are going through through things, and there's that's that's a— How do you keep your mental health up? Uh, you know, I, I stay busy, so it's, it's very hard for me to— to drop into a slump but I you know I talk to people who do have have those types of problems and think having a good support team is huge mm -hmm. having someone that you can talk to who can help you help you through situations uh you know for a long time there was a negative a negative light shed on counselors and things like that but those people are awesome man mm -hmm. if you need them don't stay away from that's them. that's one of my goals away. this year I actually thought about it this morning again I was like dude I need to go see like a psychologist like because I can't figure everything out by myself just sitting here like to talk to somebody you know like i'm excited to uncover more about myself yeah and that's and you know what and see people have this it's once again it's the same same relationship we just discussed with um uh the food negative and, rewards yeah. or whatever. so it's the negative connotation i'm going mm -hmm. to see a psychiatrist what's wrong with you nothing I, I just want to know more about myself. Mm -hmm. I want to figure out why I think like this. And yeah, those people know how to, to do it. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't always have to be a negative. Mm -hmm. um, it's like getting a life coach. Why do you need a life coach? What's wrong with your life? Nothing. But I want to make a change, and I want I, I want some help doing it. It's mm -hmm. a big deal. And maybe I don't want to discuss it with with people who are close to me. I mm -hmm. want to discuss it with somebody that. is totally objective. People yeah. who are close to you often have the habit of just telling you what you want to hear. It's true. Um, so yeah, so there's there's other reasons, it's just negative connotations, like talking to somebody's can be prescribed as or thought about, excuse me, as weak or, or something like that, or you got mm -hmm. a problem. That's that's totally not true. I mean, I know you have a problem, Ben, but <laughs> what's but, my problem? <laughs> but, man, you don't want to have that. That's a whole other goal <laughs> link. But uh, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's not negative at all, man. Yeah. I I one hundred percent. That's actually a cool idea mm -hmm. to say. Well, I'm like this. Can you help me figure out why? Yes. Um, you know, not that I don't like it. I like how I am, but yeah. What made me this way? Like, yes. why do I think like this? Why do I move like this? Why Why are my actions? That's that's actually pretty cool. And I think it'd be something worth sharing on Goal Link if you decide to do it. Goal Link, make him do it. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'm going to record the whole session and then put it out. That'd actually be interesting. If I'm willing to be that vulnerable. Very, very. <laughs> like, no, dude, it'd be yeah. awesome. Um, and then, uh, so after uh, yeah. your, your fitness and your health, I have family. And that's that's your immediate family. The only one... People can slide from your friend side to your family, like my girlfriend. We've been dating three years. She's family. Mm -hmm. She's not a friend. And there are those people that you literally consider to be brothers or sisters at certain points in your life. And I feel like it's okay to, to include them in your family box. And that's just nurturing those relationships. And unfortunately, sometimes it, it even comes to, you know, I won't say ending, but pushing some of those relationships away. They can be negative. They, they mm -hmm. You've heard stories, I mean, with people who have – parents that are detrimental to them i mean sometimes you have to do that but hopefully you're in this situation where you're just making sure you're, you're nurturing your relationships if you haven't talked to your parents kids or whatever you don't talk to them as much as possible mm -hmm. increasing that time you know and and like i said i'm a scheduler man if you don't schedule it you don't do it when what gets scheduled gets done mm -hmm. uh the next part and this is this is something that i actually can say i really i stick to doing every 90 days at some point is uh vetting your your friend circle i love this 
um, the five people who are closest to you. That's it's true. You're kind of the sum total of them, and that doesn't mean monetary. That means you know their their emotions, their attitudes, the way they carry themselves, gratitude, uh, the things that they do, um, who they are in the world. You know, even I, you can look at association. If you see people, someone out, and he's pretty cool, but the four people he he's with all suck. After a while, you start to think, man, he kind of sucks. <laughs> this is just life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, vetting those relationships and making sure they're positive. And then I even say the next 15. And the next 15 are just the people you spend the most time around. Uh, and there's a million ways a relationship can be positive. Like everybody thinks, oh, so they're not doing something for you. It's a bad relationship. Well, yeah. But if I can go out with my buddy and we want to watch a basketball game, eat a burger, drink a beer, and he's hilarious. I mean, he's he's got that Kevin Hart humor, and mm-hmm. I'm dying the whole time. I don't think about work. Mm-hmm. I'm totally separated from everything. And then at night, give each other five, walk off. I go home, and no trouble. I'm like, man, that's that was that was a good time. That's a great positive relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can help someone else, those are some of the most fulfilling relationships, man. Like the the intense sense of satisfaction satis- satisfaction that I get when I do something for one of my friends or someone that I mentor and I see them put it into fruition mm-hmm. or I hear them quote something that I've yeah. told them over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and they quote it and they start doing it yeah, that that to me alone and I don't care if they ever mention my name mm-hmm. it's it's the sad it's I get an intense feel of, of gratification gratification satisfaction happiness for seeing them succeed and seeing mm-hmm. them happy um, so that can be a positive relationship helping someone else and there's there's other ways, of course. There's there's a mentor role, finding people that want to mentor you. There's mm-hmm. there's business roles. Um, those. So you actually write these people's names down, like on a piece of paper. Yeah, I do. I mean, I typically can write it on my on, my, on a note, in my phone. Yeah. I sit there, and it's pretty easy. I do it, and then uh, you know, and I actually don't keep it. And the reason I don't keep it is because I want to reestablish who those who I think those people are in ninety days. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the only thing that you really remember is if someone needs to go. And when I say go, that doesn't mean like you call them like, hey, dude, relationship's over. Bye. <laughs> I just stop calling. Or if they're like, hey, you want to go here? I just don't go and things How like that. How often does that happen where someone is out of uh, out with, of Charles' circle? Uh, more so than you would think, especially with the 15 because people are always trying to, come, yeah. are trying to come in and out. And, you know, people try to get in there around for a while, and then you're like, eh. I, when yeah. was the last time someone was out of the five? It's been a while. It's been a while. The mm-hmm. five, it's hard to get into the five. Um, That's a good point. So when was the last time someone went into the five? It's been a while because I haven't <laughs> okay. kicked anybody out. So for somebody to come in. Watch out, y'all. I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming for that five. <laughs> hey, for, uh, for somebody to come in, somebody. And it could be, dude, and that, that's kind of an abstract concept. The mm-hmm. total is 20. Um, I wouldn't go more than 20 because mm-hmm. I don't have that much time in my life. I mean, yeah. even if you look at 20 people over the course of three months, I mean, the last two or three, I might have only seen twice, you know, over 90 days. So it does start to get on the edges. It gets a little bit. Um, and it's harder to get rid of those people because you don't really have enough interaction with them to be like, oh, that's yeah. negative. So, you know, and it's a capacity. And it's just really a, a betting. And it, it's not doesn't take me that long. You know, I might have to go back and look at my calendar and see who I was with sometimes. But it, it's not a, a hard thing. But I, I'm very hard. And you'll know. And sometimes, actually, if you're going to. If I'm betting and I really need to push someone out, I don't wait till my betting time. Like I, you know it when it's mm-hmm. going on. You're like every time I, if you if you leave a conversation with someone every time, and you feel dejected and you feel down and you, you know and you feel now not you feel like you've been doing you've been messing up. Mm-hmm. If you literally feel dejected and uninspired and and unmotivated or, or frustrated every single time you're you're talking to someone, that's not a positive relationship for mm-hmm. you. You know, even if they try to to disguise what they're telling you as advice or this, that there's a way to give advice without beating you through the floor. There's a way to talk to you about something without hurting you every time. That's not a positive relationship. Yeah. Uh, I feel a lot of ladies get caught in that, that type. They think it's a positive relationship because it's the person maybe they're dating and it's not, it's 100% not. Um, he disguises because they disguise everything they're saying. Mm. Uh, so what do you um, shoot? I was going to ask communication. So with you, how upfront and transparent are you in your relationships and communication? 
with my relationships, like with my girlfriend or so, yeah, just relationships we can, in general. So yeah, we can use that. So let's use your girlfriend. I'm pretty blunt, man. I'm pretty blunt and upfront. And have um, you always been that way? No. So w- when did that change? And how did you learn to be like that? Uh, probably I would say in, in college, self-confidence, man. Um, I was confident in high school, but not, you know, I, I, I still had some misconceptions about life. I wasn't totally sure of myself mm-hmm. on everything. The more sure I am of myself, the more sure I am of what I want, I can communicate it. Because mm-hmm. once you know what you want, why would you spend time doing something else? You know, and I guess there's another little piece there, knowing what you want and you're want and you're working to get it. There's no reason to do anything else at that point. There's no reason to waste time with meaningless ramble, you know, mm-hmm. that once you establish that thought process and you get ingrained in doing that, you become, you become forward, you become blunt, you become like, I don't really want to waste two weeks with something I can find out in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, relationships, especially like a relationship with a significant other, you do want to take time to get to know someone. Now that's not saying that, mm-hmm. but they should know up front. Look, I don't want a girlfriend. The famous dude quote, or <laughs> tell them up yeah. front, I'm not looking. You don't wait to have that conversation. I'm really not looking for anything serious. So let's just put that out there now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, and don't scare them off and be like, I'm trying to get married. So mm-hmm. what you gonna do? No, it's not like that. But you're like, yeah, you know, if they ask, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. You know, I'm looking for somebody to be with long term. And maybe that's not us. Maybe we just end up being friends. But you know, let let stuff be known. Um, it's just like in business. What are you looking mm-hmm. for? What What do you want? Uh, that's to me. That's like a red flag when I feel like I can't figure out what someone wants, and it's a business scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like a red flag. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be in this situation. So you have two sons. They're twins, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Um, what do you teach them? How old are they? Sixteen. Yeah, they'll be sixteen next week. Okay, they'll be sixteen. What do you teach these young men? like about relationships these days like do you have like open conversations with them about it or well they they i mean uh so i'm not with their mother so they Mm -hmm. get they know that i have a girlfriend they know my girlfriend they talk to my girlfriend Mm -hmm. they have to have that relationship yeah uh you know and and it's lead by example you know um Mm -hmm. i'm real big on worth it work ethic and teaching you how to be a man like Mm-hmm. How to be what a man's supposed to be, and you know, a man's respectful of others. Uh, he takes care of other people. It's not, you know, trying to teach selflessness, and that's hard to teach a teenager. It's <laughs> yeah. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we we went out. My church had a community fest the other day, and and we're out there, and we went out there early to set up, and we're the only people out there at the start of set up, and they're like, Dad, why are we the only ones out here with, mm-hmm. you know, with these two guys? I'm like, because this is what we're doing. Just let's go. And you know I didn't I don't take breaks I'm I'm carrying stuff I'm lifting stuff, and they, you know and they they kind of fall in line they they're like okay Dad's doing it um, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. uh, and then like later in the day we figured out real quick that we had everything figured out everything was perfect but we didn't have anybody on a trash detail now that sounds simple, but when you have 700 people and you're serving food, and that's a whole lot of trash yeah dudes. and those trash cans start to fill up yeah. quick. So we were dumping five trash cans. We were literally dumping we were dumping five trash cans all day. I mean, the big ones. And then people started dumping half-full sodas in there. Yeah. I mean, they're busting and stuff spilling all over the Jordans and the jeans. <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, Dad, your shoes. I'm like, come on. Come let's on. Let's get it. Keep working. And now and then they start getting tired, and I'm still uh-huh. humping trash. And they see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just teaching them teaching them work. I feel like it's teaching them the, to be a good person. Um you know, and I, I, I'm sure I've made mistakes. I can tell mm-hmm. you now, there's stuff that I've done that I might have changed, had I known then. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But then they wouldn't be who they are. They got to learn from yep. experiences. I'm, I'm pretty excited, excited about who they are right now compared to who I was when I was that age. That's cool. Um, Is that so? For I think that was a cool mindset. I want, I want to highlight that. Like, of course, you've made mistakes as a father. Um. I can tell you want to be just like just a freaking dope dad. Like you want to be just like the man, you know, but at the same time you can't be perfect. And there's going to be things like there's going to be dad, daddy issues, you know, like father issues, like no matter what, yeah, you know, and that they're going to have to work through. And I think that's so cool that you like, you realize that and that you're okay with that. Yeah, man, nothing. There's no such thing as a perfect individual. There's no, there's no perfect person. Um, I think that would scare us. 
that would definitely scare us if there was a perfect person. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what makes us all unique, man. Those mm-hmm. little weird things that somebody does or the weird way that person thinks, that makes them them. Um, you just do the best that you can. And uh, my dad used to tell me, man, I, I want you to be better than me. That's mm-hmm. like my goal is to make them a little better than I am, hopefully a lot better than I am if I can, mm-hmm. if I can do it right. Um, and that doesn't mean you make more money than me. Because there's a lot of people that make more money than me that are terrible people. <laughs> so yeah, well, and it's like okay, you make a hundred grand, but now I make one twenty. Now I make one fifty. Like when is it enough? Yeah, you know. And if you judge, if you judge everything by money, you'll never be. Nope. You'll never be happy. Um, what have they taught you? Like, how have your kids? Like, what was the last lesson you can remember of what they taught you? Man, they showed me a lot of dance steps. Man, they, they, <laughs> there we they, go. They keep they keep my moves right. Uh, <laughs> They are, they are supremely confident and almost, and some people say they're cocky, but Uh they have this level of confidence. Um, and it's almost multiplied. Like there's not, they're twins. So there's not really the two of them. It's like, there's four of them. Like just the way they like, they (laughs) can take over a room. Uh, and I, and just as you, they would say in the world, as you level up, Uh you know, you always go to the bottom. It's like oh, yeah, yeah. it's like you go from first grade, fifth grade, you're the man, and I, I don't know how school went where you were at, and then sixth mm-hmm. grade is middle school, you're back mm-hmm. at the bottom. You go yep. from sixth grade to eighth grade, and now you're back at the bottom. You go mm-hmm. from ninth grade to twelfth grade, <laughs> and now you're in college. And now you go yeah. from freshman to senior, and I went to the military as an officer. So mm-hmm. now I'm a senior, and now I'm a lieutenant, I'm a butter bar, I'm at the bottom again. So as you level up, man, you go into these situations and you're always back at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But one thing they can't take from you is your confidence um, and, and you owning it. And you know, hey, man, I, I, I'm new, but I'm here. And I'm here to do great things. I'm, I'm here to learn and to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I see them do it. They walk. <laughs> they talk that talk. They walk that walk, <laughs> man. They, they come, they get, they're out there to go get it. Win, lose, mm-hmm. or draw. They, they, they put it out there. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and I love it. Um, and one last question about your kids is how, how do you teach them find like best financial practices? Uh, here's a very quick method. As soon as they're old enough, um, a quick method, and I'll, I'll mention this, and then I'll kind of go back, get them a debit card and put money on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I use USAA, it's a military bank, but they have a great system. Like they can see how much money's on their card. First time they were like, I was giving them $300 for Christmas. That was their Christmas present, you know. Uh, and they had one of these jackets. From Supreme. Now, Supreme is expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. So I gave them $300 and they went online and I forgot. I think the jackets were like two eighty nine, And they're about to buy them and they're just like hesitant with that finger. <laughs> the click On the click button, trigger finger? They didn't buy them. Because mm. it was theirs. It's their money. And now they have to they have to spend it. Um, and they only have three hundred. And if you spend two eighty nine, you got ten bucks left. And then you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know. And and that that type of and even giving the money for the month. And it's like, well, if you got a hundred bucks for the month, and this thing costs twenty five dollars to do, but when I'm in there, I need ten dollars. Well, you can only go three times. When are you not gonna go? You need to figure that out now. Cause don't get to the end of the month. And I said, Dad, I'm out of money. I, I, you ain't going. And you have to hold, and you have to stick to your guns. Like kids, don't let kids think money is infinite, mm-hmm. and also let them know it has to be earned. I, I think chores and working for money is the greatest thing you can do for kids because it makes them understand money. Yes, they don't value your money because they didn't have to work for it. They think you just have it. Mm-hmm. And and once they start to connect those dots, you know, and I mean some effort, like even even as basic as take the trash out, I'll give you three bucks. Starting them young with stuff like that. Um, and I don't believe in paying them for stuff they should do because they also need to, to, to differentiate that. Like keeping your room clean is not going to get you paid. Sweeping off the whole driveway and the, the walkway, I'll give you five bucks because mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take, take you 30 minutes. Or it's going to take you an hour. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you money for that. And then stop reminding them about it. Well, you know, you get paid to sweep the driveway once a week. After I've told you three times, I'm not telling you anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to like, Dad, I want to go skating rink. Uh, do you have any money? No. Well, I guess you're not going. Why? Well, you, you, didn't, you haven't swept the driveway in three weeks. That would have been 15 bucks. And then that mouth drops. Oh, mm-hmm. man. So it's a combination, man. It's, it's, that, it's that, 
assigning value to money and the things it takes to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it's just like we talked about food, man. It's all it's all the thought process and the assessment. Money doesn't mean anything when you don't have to earn it. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. And that you know that right there, that statement, and it's just like anything. The it's like the grind of business, the grind uh-huh. of work. What's success? Success. There's no such thing as success without a struggle because it doesn't mean anything. The whole idea of being that. the whole idea of being successful is that sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So if it was easy, if we could walk outside and just walk down the street. Now, given put everything aside, if we could walk around the block one time and get ten thousand bucks, and every time we did it, we got ten thousand bucks. Ten thousand bucks would mean absolutely nothing to you. But you can't get it that way, so 10000 bucks has a meaning to you because you know what you have to do to get it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with everything. Yeah, and every like the things I truly care about are the things I've had to work the hardest for. Like, And I always I keep reminding myself about that even with like Golink because it's still so new. I'm like building an audience and engaging them, da-da-da-da-da. Um, it's like I am learning my lessons right now on the way to mastery on the way to live this, like, like this to be my income, to be my life, you know, is it's only, it hasn't even been close to a year yet. Like Ben, it's okay. Put in the work every single day and those little habits, those efforts that you do every day will compound into something bigger. So that's what I have to remind myself about. And that's it. That that's, that's part of the, it's part of the process, man. You know, and skipping steps doesn't, doesn't get you anywhere you know you don't learn Mm -hmm. anything you don't get that that sense of reward is huge um but it only comes from a struggle Mm -hmm. that's so weird so many people and i see so many many people they spend all this time trying to avoid the struggle and by the time they might have figured out how to avoid it i'm like you could have just done the struggle oh isn't that shoot what that again that's just blowing my mind is like just take the struggle now just do it. Instead of avoiding it, you're creating more issues just going around the struggle instead of just taking it head on. All day, mm. All day. Dude, I love that. So we've talked about, I think, three Fs or four? Yeah, we just hit four because we talked about friends. Okay. Uh, the last two, financial, that's personal and business. That's all, actually, it always ends up being the most detailed because you start talking business, got to have a business plan, man. Um, I'm a big proponent of planning that, especially these younger guys I talk to and they all have businesses, they all do this, that, the other. I'm like, do you have a five-year goal? Do you have a three-year goal? Nope. Are you planning as you go? Are you building processes? You want to talk about expansion. Um, and this is like where I really get on my horse and I get like hyper, so I'm going to try not to do it. <laughs> you know, you're talking about wanting to expand, but your capacity is limited because you're not making efficient processes. So that thing that you say you don't have two hours a day to do, mm-hmm. you'd have it if you would if you would have built processes that not only are efficient up front, then you can assess them and try to make them more efficient to make, to create. It's the only way you can create time. Mm-hmm. So what's your, I think the younger generation, we see, we see someone successful and we try and get there. So we see the peak of this person. They're at the peak. We're at the bottom of the mountain, but we don't see the trail. We just see like, Oh, I can take, you know, there's, that quote like there's no elevator to success you have to take the stairs same concept like we don't see the trail that winds and goes back and forth and then down sometimes and then oh through a river so like let's say someone is starting a media company or like a fashion company what are just like whether it's financial advice or just solid business advice of processes or whatever it may be, like what are just some sound things that you should think that entrepreneurs should do to make sure that they're starting off on the right foot? Mm, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, man. Well, first of all, you got to schedule. You have to schedule, schedule, schedule and block off time. And you specifically have to schedule and block off time for the things you hate. For instance, mm. I'm a financial advisor. I hate doing my accounting and taxes. I hate it for your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> So I have an hour blocked off every week. I'm not allowed, I do not allow myself to do anything else to ensure it gets done. Uh, second, know your weaknesses and own them. Own them and mitigate them. So if you mm. know, if you know that you are, if you have a problem being on time, 
Make yourself leave. Make it a habit. If it says it takes 15 minutes, I got to leave 25 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Schedule it. Make it. A, that's just one example. If you know, if you know you're forgetful, set up a reminder system. You know, like I have, I have three things that remind me to do things. Um, and I, I've learned just from missing out on opportunity because I forgot about something. Like you need to schedule them in your calendar. You need a one week reminder, a two day reminder, and then it goes in your. And then it goes in your daily reminder system. You know, those things are important. So mitigate weaknesses, maximize strengths, and find a mentor. Yeah, I like that. And I think sometimes we get caught in of like, okay, because it's your passion, because you love it, you're going to love 100% of it. That is not true. Oh, no. (laughs) You know? Uh, I wish I could just spend my time doing stuff like this, talking finances with people, talking Mm -hmm. business planning with people. You know, but even then, you got a bill. You got to give them a deliverable. Like if I go and talk to a company, they want a deliverable, man. They don't want to have this conversation that they're not recording. And then they all walk out of the room. And then what do they do? No, they want a plan. They want, they want something returned to them. Hard, hard copy, electronic copy, whatever, that's going to help them going forward. I don't like typing all that crap. I'd rather just stand in front of the room and talk and move my hands around a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's, that's, that's what I'd love to do. But that's that's not what's gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. So you know, gotta yeah. make time for those things that are uncomfortable. I really do like that. Um, okay, and then what is the last F? It's fun, player. <laughs> it's fun. You know, like I said, uh, stuff like one thing. I'll, okay, I'll tell you some things on my list. We're one night a week uh, with the woman, do something, mm-hmm. and we got to get out of Greenville quarterly. Out of Greenville, like out, out, like quarterly. Got to get out. I like this. So yeah, we're in Greenville, South Carolina, and you mean like we have to get out of the city yes. once a quarter, once every three months. Yeah, even if it's just Asheville for the weekend. But mm-hmm. when when I go, like we need to leave on Friday and come back, either Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on when we have to work. Um, but just get out, get out, relax, get away, break away. Um, you know, and just just do that. Uh, just Which, be away. So why do you believe so much in? scheduling i think you say like if you don't schedule it it doesn't get done but is there any other reason why you're like you love scheduling i gotta have a plan man i'm a planner by nature mm-hmm. like i need a plan but why should someone who's spontaneous and that's like a strength of theirs because you their won't personality, do it you will okay. not do it like certain things need to be scheduled because okay I, some weekends i train and if i don't if i don't schedule and it's it's two days before the weekend. Someone's like, "Hey, man, you, you working on you working on Saturday? Now now I am working a Saturday." Mm-hmm. And then my girl pops says, "Hey, let's go out of town." Oh, I can't. I scheduled three sessions because I'm not gonna go back and cancel sessions. That's bad business to me. Like you know, you telling these people you can do it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, man, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna go to Asheville." Mm-hmm. And with social media, they all know you're in Asheville. They know you aren't <laughs> doing nothing else. Yeah. Like, oh, so you're just gonna kick me to the curb so you can go hang out for the day? It's not a good look. But uh, that's just a one example. You know, if you don't schedule it and block that time, that time's already got priority two, three weeks out. So nothing else can come in. So even then, so then it starts to fit into your flow. People want to do stuff and then you're like, oh, well, well, can you do it Saturday? You're already saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get those, you know, I don't know how it works where you're at right now, Ben, but like I get those requests for, I have a lot of clients that are not here because I have military clients. So they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, can you talk on Saturday, the whatever date? And it's like two weeks from now at nine o'clock. In the morning, your time. Well, I'll probably say yes, unless I have something scheduled. So when something comes up and it's a priority and something I want to do, I put it down. And that, it owns that time. It would have to be an emergency for me to take it away. I love it, dude. Like, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. They, hey, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Dude, and that's, I like I how you that. said prioritize your life. Because your life hopefully isn't just work. Nah, dude. Yeah, your life hopefully is not just banging your head against this table over and over and over. I love that, dude. So what's one recent, before we start to wrap up, what's, because I like to go deep and uncomfortable, Mr. Charles here. So what's one challenge that you're currently going through right now? Well, first of all, I don't get uncomfortable. So uh, sure? that, ain't, that ain't happening. No, I don't get uncomfortable. We can get deep, but nah, ain't no such thing as uncomfortable, man. Why? What's the point of being uncomfortable? Got to do it anyway. And to grow. Yeah, so why am I going to be uncomfortable? I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, challenge I'm going through right now is uh, where I'm expanding. I'm attempting to expand both my businesses. Um, the gym expansion, it's 
I didn't know what I was doing when I opened a gym. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go to any establishment and you think you know how to, you think you see what happens, so you're like, oh, I could mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, like 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 we said before, all that stuff that you don't like and all that stuff that you don't know about. I mean, it crushed me for the first six months. Crushed. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have the lock system right, so we were in there and we wanted to be open for like seventeen hours. So some one of us had to be in there a whole time, and I mean, it was. 4 a.m. till like 10 at night. And then, you know, we're trying to figure out the lock system. Even the billing system didn't work right at first. It's like, man, I got to try to go back and get this. So we're expanding right now, and it and and it's a lot. It's a lot more. I'm trying to change some stuff as we're doing it. And then I, trying to expand as a financial advisor. The amount of meetings that it requires mm-hmm. when you're a one-on-one advisor, um, it, it's, it's hectic. And then uh, my girl is also expanding her business. So that's. And she runs a horse farm, which is oh, interesting. Yeah, which I know nothing about, but I know numbers, uh-huh. and I I have become effectively great at shoveling horse crap. Like my my wrist flick is solid. <laughs> I mean, it is wrist flick. Yeah, it is. It, I can work a shovel. So uh, literally and figuratively. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> so just doing all that at once, but uh, so the rapper that recently passed, he actually said it said it uh great Nipsey Hustle. He recently mm-hmm. passed away. He actually had one one reference, and he said, "When you're doing so much, and and it's almost like it's too much. It's expansive. It's like it's stretching you to your limits. But when you're trying to do something great, that's how he's like. I feel like that's how it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's stretching you and pulling you and stretching you and pulling you and stretching you. And it's like I can't do any more. I can't do any more. But you can do more. Mm-hmm. And and you're always supposed to be pressed to your limits. Mm-hmm. Um." So right now, those that's my challenge. Um, it's like, how am I going to expand everything at once? You know, and uh, if you drew a circle, the way to expand it isn't to pull on the side a little bit. You drop something in the middle of the circle, hmm. and make the whole thing get bigger. Hmm. So I'm trying to jump right in the middle, and yeah. make it all grow all together. Because then if that grows, then my relationships need to improve. Then my faith needs to improve. Then my my fitness needs to improve. It's all got to improve. Dude, I love that metaphor. I've never heard that, the circle thing. That's that's dope. Thanks, thanks. I actually got that from from one of my buddies who was trying to explain. uh, His name's TJ Reeves. He was trying Mm -hmm. to explain to some other people mm-hmm. why PhDs are stupid. Oh, really? Yeah, that, the theory of a PhD. Huh. And he, oh, he stepped on some toes, but yeah. he was saying you're taking the circle and you're just pulling this little part out and making a bump instead of huh. going in the middle of the circle and expanding the whole pool of knowledge. Dude, I thought it was fascinating. Dude, that is fascinating. I love that. Yeah. That's dope. All right, my man. So we've come to the portion of the show that's called Scroll My Soul. So you have a little um, – you have – uh, you have an alias or on social media. So what is your, so people can follow you. What is, what's your, I can't even think the hell. What, what is it called? Your at thing, your handle. What is okay. it? Okay. <laughs> it's at C J R U S S underscore. Boom. And then you have, why can't it, what's the name? Not an alias, like a, a moniker. Alter ego. Alter ego. There we go. And what's his name? His name is Carl's. Carl's, okay. So I love this dude. So I'm going to play a clip right now, and then we'll get right back. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Carl's. Back at you with another tip for Tuesday. Why y'all always are you worried about what you ain't got instead of being thankful for what you do got, Chief? You got to go ahead and maximize your strengths, just like old Carl's would do. If I woke up one day and I was a midget, I'd find the first limbo contest going and set a world record player. Yeah. Okay, so now we're to the segment. I hope you all enjoyed Carl's. Um, So we're coming to a segment called Scroll My Soul. And what this means is every day, every week, I read things, I have inspiring conversations like these and I keep a running list on my phone of things that I'm inspired by. So I scroll my soul and I pick something to resonate with you and I just want to see what your thoughts are on it. Cool. So can I get a Carl's like scroll my soul? 
Oh, so what? What now? Now, so what? Do you want Carl's to ask a question? No, I want Carl's to say "scroll my soul" because I might have to use it one day. Hey, you know, well, you know, all all sayings are trademarked by Carl's. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy Carl's. Just over here with Ben telling you got to scroll your soul, player. <laughs> yeah, dude, we might have to use that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the little um. The saying I have for you is, do you love a sandcastle any less because you know that it can't last? So that's the saying, like, do you love a sandcastle any less because you know that it can't last? No, you don't. Why not? You love it for what it is and what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And and eventually, because that, ca- that sandcastle at one point was a pile of sand. Uh, Ooh, I didn't even think about that. And you, I like that. And you built that castle with that pile of sand. Mm-hmm. So when a wave knocks us down, it's still sand. And that's what it always was. It just went back. You could always take it to, uh, huh. you could look at that as a person. You could look at that as a grandparent. Do I not love my grandmother? Because I know she's going to go away most mm-hmm. likely before me. Yeah. Do I not love my pet? Because he's only going to be here 16 years. You love it. And then true love is carried forward. And it's a remembrance. You know, my grandfather passed a few years ago. I remember everything that he taught me, everything I learned from him. I remember it. Mm. So love's not gone. It's still there mm. just because it went away. Dude, I love that. Thank you, man. Hey, anytime, big dog. Um, If you don't mind, do you mind quickly, you mentioned your grandmother. Can you just quickly tell the story of like how she grew up and like how she's inspired you? Because I, I love this. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm a big believer in the story of 5 and 20, uh, as fast as I can tell it. So, you know, if you were telling, talking about two guys who went to a casino, one guy is $5, the other guy is $20. The guy with 5 comes out with 25 and the guy with 20 comes out with 40 So who really did better? The guy with 5 He multiplied his, his worth by, by five times, you know, 500%. And that's kind of where I see what I see with what my grandmother, well, both my grandparents, but, like, specifically my grandmother – um, she raised me and, uh, I've been to the, the place she was raised. I've seen it, the building still doesn't have power. It's on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the five mile walk on a, on a muddy road, which is still mud, uh, to get on, to get to a convenience store where the guy was just nice enough to allow her to rinse off, to get on the bus and ride 15 miles to high school. She so she had to walk five miles to get on a bus, to get on a bus, to ride 15 more. Yeah, that's crazy. So then she'd get home in the evenings and you work the farm until it got dark. And then you have candlelight to do your homework. And she decided Can't that's what she wanted to do when she wanted to go to school. Now, her brother and sister didn't do that because they said, no, nah, we don't want to go to school. Well, she went and and she she made life better for my whole family going mm-hmm. forward. I mean, it wasn't what I thought, but they hit it. I mean, I didn't know it, but, like, you know, she moved us here from Indianapolis. Well, we went to Georgia for a year and then here to, for work. And, you know, she bought a three-story house, and it was it, it was great. And we didn't always have everything, but I didn't know we didn't have everything. Mm-hmm. And she gave me all the opportunity in the world. And she started me with that 25. And and I'm forever indebted to her and my grandfather for, for, putting, me, for putting me in a position to be successful that so many other people will never have. And I would I will never disrespect that by not doing you know by taking that twenty five I want to take that twenty five and make it two thousand mm. um, for my kids and I love that. and my grandkids and and just keep it going because I I owe I've seen that work I've seen her get up to go to work and and drive an hour to work at four a.m. for grandkids that weren't really her responsibility mm-hmm. and. And giving me that 25, and I, I will never, ever lose sight of that. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you. All right, Charles. I appreciate you very much, sir. Thank you for your kinship already for me living in a new city and hopping on this podcast. You're a busy dude. You got multiple businesses. Um, you got to keep your body fit. Got, you know, lots of things. So lots of priorities. So I appreciate you scheduling me. That's yeah. right, baby. That's right. <laughs> Any other last words or knowledge for the peeps? Hey, nothing, man. I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed uh, speaking with Ben, man, and and thank you for putting me in front of your crowd, man. I hopefully that they'll get something from it, and I look forward to oh, chatting will. it up with you in the future. And uh, I expect great things from you, brother. Thanks, my man. All right, adios, y'all.
Boom. I hope y'all enjoyed that interview with Charles. My man, we laughed, we cried. It was entertaining. Loved it all. Make sure you check him out at CJRuss underscore, or you can check him out at r-axis.com. If you have any questions about investments, um, retirement account, saving, just managing your money, go check him out. Hit him up. So this week's challenge is inspired by claritymoney.com, or um, you can check him out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, which is at Clarity Money. So this is an app that essentially helps you track your expenses. And the challenge, what this is, what it's going to be this week, is to cut out one of those things that you're subscribed to. So whether it's Spotify or Netflix or Amazon, subscriptions are things that we pay for monthly. And it's crazy how much money we spend on these things. We spend a crazy amount of money on these subscriptions. So your challenge is to cancel one of those subscriptions. Cancel it. Cut down on your bills. Call on, like call your car insurance or switch to Geico. I literally switched to Geico and I saved, I think a hundred bucks a month, which is crazy. So Clarity Money, your challenge is to cancel one of your subscriptions. Send me your photos. I wanna see what and how many things you're cutting out. So hit us up. So there are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. Post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoalLink Challenge. Tag us in your stories or use the GoalLink hotline. The hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or don't have social media but still desire a form of accountability. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. So I'm stoked to see what you cut out of your expenses it's so much money. Say you save 50 bucks, you know, that's 650 bucks a month, that's 600 bucks a year. Let's go, let's do it. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben, I love you all, and this is The Golink Show.